listening to the Week Ahead podcast from Strong Towns, hosted by me, Rachel Quedno. This is your chance to catch up on the latest events and goings-on behind the scenes of the Strong Towns organization. Tune in every Monday for more updates. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I've got Chuck back for you. I know everyone's probably missed him. Um, he's had a crazy, <laughs> crazy travel schedule. So, yeah, Chuck, how are you feeling? Um, we're recording this on Friday uh, before it gets published. So how are you feeling after the end of this long week? I'm, I'm feeling all right. You know, my, uh, my kids still like me. And uh, I just spent half an hour talking to my wife, and it was friendly. So I feel like I'm making, I'm making progress again, like reintroducing myself back into the, the family. And, uh, yeah, this was a, a long stretch and I was actually gone, I think 10 days total, um, with one day home. Like I, I was home for 24 hours in between, <laughs> in between. Um, so it's been a long stretch, but it's been really good. I mean, we've got a, got a lot done, met a lot of people, done a lot of stuff. So yeah, I'm happy to be home though. I wanted to ask you about some of your recent events, uh, basically the entire last month, um, since we haven't talked in a while. So how did the Bismarck, North Dakota oh, thing go? Wow. Yeah, that was fantastic. In fact, I, I think I've mentioned to you, but I'll mention it again. Like we need to get the video of the governor's talk, which I know is available online. Okay. He, uh, so I, I went to Bismarck, um, which is like a, almost a six hour drive from here. I drove out on a Monday morning. Um, I got there in time for the, the governor to hear the governor's talk. His was actually before mine. I did mm-hmm. the, the keynote at noon and, uh, my gosh, I mean, Doug Burgum is, uh, yeah. is a strong towns advocate and is not shy about it. Um, he's been a member for a while. He's been a supporter for a long time and, uh, was elected governor, uh, in the last election. And this was the launch of their statewide main street program and a, a big main street initiative statewide. And it, it was just fantastic. His messaging is, is wonderful and very inspiring. And to be able to be part of that was great. I also got to, uh, you know, besides speak to that group, which is like 700 people and then do a couple TV interviews and, and then meet with some groups around Bismarck over the, the following day. I also got to testify at the legislature there, which again was a really fantastic experience. I've I've done it a couple of times in other states. Um, this is my first time in North Dakota, and uh, incredibly receptive group had a lot of good questions. And then I fielded calls for like the first hour on on my trip back home because I as soon as I got done, I went and got in my car and started driving home. Uh, I, I fielded calls from legislators on the way home. We just had more questions, wow. wanted to talk about stuff. Um, it was very good. And I'm, I'm hoping we're, it's, it feels like we're going to be back in North Dakota, uh, sharing this message in other places. There's a, there's a huge demand for it. And the governor is very supportive and the legislator legislature, uh, that, that I spoke with, you know, both sides of the aisle really were, were very interested in this conversation. So I, I see it, uh, picking up steam in my neighboring state. That's good news. February 20th, you were in West Palm beach, Florida for a quick public presentation. How did that one go? Did you see any of our Strong Towns members in the area? Oh, I know yeah. we have a good crew down there. 
Yeah. No. And I'll just say this, you know, publicly, I've, I've said it to, to many people, but Jesse Bailey is just fantastic. Um, he is one of our earliest, uh, supporters, you know, a founding circle member yeah. guy that's been with us for a long time and has just done really more than almost anybody to really share our message in his community and, you know, let people know about strong towns and how it applies to them. So yeah, he had a, you know, a, a really good group show up for our meetup afterwards. I gave, uh, I spent the day with the staff, met the mayor. She was really supportive. Uh, spent the day with the staff then uh, looking at things and talking about things and then uh, gave a presentation to their council, which also went really well. And then an, e- an evening presentation uh, to a pretty large group, including uh, Max's parents, one of our coworkers' parents. Oh, nice. Um, there. Yeah, it was great to meet them. Um, they came up to me and said, uh, you know, I, um, we're Max's parents. And I looked at them and, uh, yes, you are Max's parents. They, they, Max is like this um, combination of the two of them. It was like I looked in their eyes and I'm like, yes, I, I see exactly how Max is your offspring. Uh, wow. They were very cute and uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, and that was great. Um, you know, I, I'm from Minnesota, so anytime someone says, would you be willing to come to, you know, a destination in Florida in February? The answer is just like automatically, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. And actually that trip, I brought my kids. Um, they stayed with, my parents go down for a couple months in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I flew down with my kids and they stayed with my, uh, with my parents and uh, I went to West Palm Beach. So everybody had a nice time except my, my wife who was stuck back here in the really, really frigid cold. With the dog. With the dog, with a new dog. Yeah. Which, you know, there was a lot of, uh, I feel bad for her because she, um, of all of us here, I won't say she's the one who like didn't want a dog, but she's like the most kind of, um, maybe we should wait till summer yeah, <laughs> kind of person. And then all of a sudden we're all gone and it's like her and the dog. And she, you know, is a very busy person as well. She works for public radio and had uh, a, a, a trial she was covering and long days. And uh, yeah, she, uh, she suffers a lot for strong towns, but wow. um, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it worked out. Most recently you were in another warm place, I think probably Thomasville, Georgia, um, where we also have some enthusiastic, I know of at least one enthusiastic member, Hale, and then maybe some others too by now. Yeah. How did that one go? Well, that was, that was wonderful. I, I think the only like real regret I have is I got to spend so little time there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, we had a board meeting, um, this last weekend. So I met with our, our board and, uh, and then moved on to, uh, to mobile, uh, with John Reuter to actually drop him off there. And then I had some stuff in Pensacola and then, uh, headed towards, uh, towards, uh, uh, um, Thomasville. And I, I kind of, I mean, I knew I would be short on time, but I, for some reason I didn't calculate crossing the dateline again. Oh, right. So I thought I was going to have like an hour and a half there before my talk. And I wound up having like 20 minutes, uh, uh. because I, 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 yeah. And then I got done and I was starving cause I hadn't eaten all day and wound up going to get a bite to eat and then went to bed and then got up the next morning, gave a talk, uh, with their council and, uh, and then had to leave to the airport. So I, I feel like I kind of got ripped off because I was told by, John Anderson, 
uh, and uh, some other people how wonderful this city is. Yeah. And I got to experience a little bit of that, but, but not nearly as much as I would have liked. Uh, on the plus side, uh, the, the evening presentation was very well attended. Uh, there was a group of students that drove up from Florida State University to be part of it, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were fun. I got a good picture with them afterward, and, and they had great questions and a lot of enthusiasm. And then the next day at the, at the city council meeting, uh, I, I gave a short presentation and they also had great questions. And then I got like this round of applause at the end. Like you, you never get like a round of applause from a city council, you know, like maybe from the audience, but the city council, I mean, they were into it and they said, you know, we would love to have you come back. How do we make that happen? Uh, This is exactly the message we need to be talking about. So they, they were, very, I mean, I, I left Florida exhausted, but I left Florida on a really high note mm-hmm. um, just because of how well those last couple of presentations went. Awesome. So the fun doesn't stop. Uh, no. Next upcoming events, March 5th, uh, you'll be in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and March 8th in Fishers, Indiana. The Sioux Falls one, I feel like that's one that is way overdue. That should have happened a long time ago. I mean, I can get there. I can get there in five hours. It's not that far. And, you know, the engineering firm I used to work for actually has an office there. And people commute back and forth every, you know, not like daily, but like, you know, one of my, one of my good friends there was helping to start the office and he would drive down once a week. I feel like it's close and like I should be there. And I know we have members and people who are enthusiastic there. So I'm excited to cross that one off the list. And then, yeah, a very quick, um, they really wanted me to come and speak at this thing in, in Indiana. And uh, the only way it would work is if I went and came back on the same day. So it seems bizarre, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, so that will be very, very quick. I have to be back here on Friday for some family stuff. So we're doing what we can. And uh, fortunately, it worked yeah. out. So the big thing we have to talk about today is the Strongest Town Contest. Um, By the time this is getting published, we'll have opened the voting and announced our initial 16 towns that made it to the first round to compete. Um, I'm excited about the group this year. It was incredibly geographically diverse. Um, whole range, you know, college towns, tourist towns, industry towns, um, suburbs, all, all over the place. We didn't get too many like large cities, but other than that, it's, it's a very diverse group. We even have somebody, a town in Mexico that's competing with us this year. So, and let me just say to start off with too, I, I think the thing that I like feel bad about right now, um, you know, we set this up as 16, uh, we have, we, we could have done 32. I mean, we got a lot of really good applications and it was very hard to, uh, to, to cut down to 16. And I almost feel like it's unfair for us to do that because, you know, we don't know everything about all these cities. We don't have a way to judge. We're trying to get a good contest. We're just basing it off of some answers to some questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, as this thing grows, which it has grown every year, is this our third year or fourth year doing this? I think it's our third. Third year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every year this has grown bigger and bigger. And we we may be 32 teams next year. We may have to do that uh, just to get everybody in because, boy, we had a lot of good applicants. And uh, I kind of feel like I would have loved to have been able to highlight all of them, you know? 
Yeah, we had several um, applicants who had participated in previous years too. So I'm glad to see people stepping up uh, and going for it again. Um, those, let's see, in the, in the 16, we have San Marcos, Texas and Annapolis, Maryland. I know both of them were competing in previous years. And we had several other awesome applicants that just didn't quite make the cut. It's always a hard decision, but... Well, I'm looking at this list and I, I know all of these cities with the exception of just a, maybe like three and oh, wow. cool. I like them all. I mean, these are exciting places. There's a lot of stuff. I'm, let's talk a little bit about what we're doing this year. Cause we are doing some things a, a little bit differently. Go ahead. You, you, you've been the mastermind behind this. So why don't you, uh, explain what we're doing? As in previous years, we're going to be publishing the submissions from these towns. They answered some questions that get at um, their strength and resilience. And um, then we ask you to vote on these matchups. But in addition to seeing what representatives from these towns submitted, you're also going to be able to see what some fantastic Strong Towns members have stepped up to help with. We assigned each of these towns to one Strong Towns member who is going to write a little commentary on that city just from their perspective as somebody who's really familiar with what makes something a strong town. Um, so we'll be publishing those later in the week, and we hope that that will help you um, make your choice about who to vote for. We're also going to be waiting our voting um, to focus more on our members' perspectives too because um, we really want them to have a leading voice in helping us determine the strongest town. I think in the past, we've, it's always wound up really well in the end. Um, but there were a couple of points in the process where I'm like, okay, this feels more like a, in the early rounds, it felt more like a popularity contest than a, you know, an actual like evaluation. So one of the experiments we're trying this year is to actually really push our members to get involved in the voting. Um, we are as, uh, you know, as an organization naming the strongest town in the, you know, in the world really, because now we've got, uh, you know, more than just the United States involved. Yeah. Um, and I, I think this is fantastic. We, we really want the people who have vested a lot of time and energy into building up with us, you know, what is a strong town, uh, to take it seriously and to weigh in and to, uh, to, to have their opinion heard. Mm-hmm. We're actually waiting, uh, behind the scenes. Member voting is going to be half the score. And then, uh, non-member voting is going to be the other half the score. So we, we encourage everybody to be involved. Um, but particularly we want to make sure that our members, you know, delve into this and, and read the commentaries that are being put together yeah. and do a little bit of research. And, you know, when, when we post them, uh, you go in the comment section and write who you voted for and why. I mean, I, I think this is a, the focus here is on, uh, a, a, a conversation and a, a learning process for, you know, places that are taking steps to, to become a stronger place. And I, I think that that, Framing that conversation is probably the best thing we can do in this process besides naming a winner, you know, the, the winner's fun, but the process is really, I think the important part here. It's been really fun for me to get to read all the applications and see all the different things that communities want to highlight about what, what they're doing to be strong. So, uh, yeah, definitely take some time to read through the applicants and cast your votes and then we'll have future rounds with the eight and cutting it down to four and the final two throughout the month of March. So stay tuned. 
Are we going to do a podcast later in the week then to handicap some of these? Yeah, I think we'll bring on maybe a couple of our colleagues too to add their input because they've been involved in helping to assess these talents okay. as well. We can talk about them right now though, right? Like I don't have to keep these names secret. Yeah, uh, yeah, this will be public by the time this podcast is published. Yeah, because I mean, I, I look at like Twin Falls, Idaho, is a beautiful city. Oh, you've been there. Um, yeah, oh yeah, Pensacola. I've spent now quite a bit of time in, and yeah. I just. I love the energy there. I love everything they've got going on. San Marcos is fascinating and I think a, a really strong contender in a lot of ways. Um, Niagara Falls, I find very interesting because I've been to Niagara Falls now speaking, hmm. uh, I want to say three different times. Okay. And uh, n- not a place that like on the surface I'd be like, okay, but, but underneath, once you start like chipping away, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good work in Niagara Falls. So I'm interested to see, you know, how that, plays out. Yeah. Um, I'm really fascinated in the city in Mexico and I, I, I don't even want to pronounce it cause I probably do it bad more Morelia. That sounds about um, right to me. Yeah. I, 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 I'm really fascinated to see, uh, the write up on them and, and dig into that place a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm very flattered and just fascinated that a city in Mexico would step forward in that way. Yeah. Um, so, and there's, there's a, there's a couple in Michigan, both, I've never been to either of them, but I, I kind of know where they're at. And, uh, if they're anything like the ones that are near them, they're going to be fantastic places too. So yeah, last it's be year's great. winner was from Michigan. And, um, we, yeah. I, I think that somebody in Michigan, uh, shared the contest application with, uh, a lot of other towns cause we got several strong a lot of Michigan, Michigan applications and we, we ended up with two in our first round. So um, Although I, I, I will say, I, I think that besides um, Texas, I think Michigan is probably the state I have been to the most, yeah. uh, you know, at strong towns. I mean, I've, I was in Michigan three times last year. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of requests to come speak in Michigan and come share a message and we have a, a ton of members there. So that doesn't surprise me either. Um, Annapolis is a strong candidate. It's a great city. Uh, Tupelo, Mississippi I, I I just love the I I love the idea um, of a of a nice little town in Mississippi being part of this. So yeah, this is this is exciting. I mean, when we, when we first uh, you know put this together, it was fun. I just look forward to it now. I I think it's just one of the more exciting things we do. Yeah, and it's for me since I get to work with the applicants a little bit through the process. It's it's fun to get to know these people and see what they love about their communities. It's a nice positive way to champion all the cool things people are doing as well so as first round assess of, some of the things are not right well, of course right so so first round of voting starts this week yes and we're asking people to not just you know vote for the town they like the most um <laughs> on the surface yeah. but to dig into some of these write-ups that people are putting together and to check the place out themselves and and, uh, and then what, what is the, what, what's coming up after this? The next round will be the following week. It's pretty quick turnaround. Um, and the, the eight, uh, towns that advance will submit some photos to help us get an idea of their community and, and write, you know, some stuff about what's going on in those photos to really, uh, give us another angle on what's making them strong. So I think that's probably my favorite phase because it really helps you, get to see the place. Um, a lot of these right, places, right. um, I have not been to, in fact, 
I don't know if I've been to any of them. So it's helpful to get to get to see them through that. that. Yeah. Stay tuned all month and read through these uh, applications and cast your votes because we need your help to pick the winner. All right, Chuck, really quick. Uh, any favorite books from the last month? I think I can't go without saying I got home from my trip and sitting on my kitchen counter was uh, Nassim Taleb's latest book, uh, Skin in the Game. Okay. And I'm, I, I've been dying. I've been just dying for this book. Um, I've read most of it because he would release like chapters online at, to get feedback from people, oh, interesting. but obviously I, yeah, as he was going, he would really, but I've not read the whole thing. So I don't really, well, I mean, he tends to write pretty densely. Right. So I assume this is really long. He, he writes densely, but you know what he does is he insists on not having an editor. Like he will, like I, he will not have an editor. And so what, it, what you get is you get like the rambling, uh, you know, Nassim Taleb style, which it's a, it's a little like when you read the new Testament a mm-hmm. lot or the old Testament a lot. And, and like, if you just sit down and read it for like the first time is like, this doesn't make any yeah. sense. But once you get, once you start to get like the syntax, you can read it and have it be very clear. I kind of feel like he's a little bit like that. And like, once you, if you just sit down to read Nassim Taleb, or if you just listen to him talk, you're like, what's going on? This is nutty. Cause he's, he doesn't speak very clear and he doesn't write very clearly, but if you can, if you can get beyond that, Oh, it's so worth it. Cause it's just sheer genius. I mean, I, I think it's the most brilliant stuff being written today. I, I also have a book by my, uh, my favorite um, new Testament author, uh, John Dominic oh, yeah. Crossan just came out. And, uh, and that came too. So I've been kind of delving through that. It's about the, uh, the split between Eastern, uh, Orthodox and Western Christianity and basically their different take on the resurrection. And it's just been, the guy's, the guy is also a genius and has traveled the world. And it's, this one is more, um, visual than his past book. So a lot of artwork and a lot of like getting into, how uh, these two different branches of Christianity have have interpreted yeah. this in art, in literature, and expression. So um, that's been really great here this during is Lent too. Resurrecting and, uh, Easter: are, How the West Lost and the East Kept the Original Easter Vision. Yeah, that's the one I've been delving into. And then I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Nassim Taleb on vacation with me because he's a that's a I, I just like make vacation even sweeter. <laughs> Only you would make Nassim Taleb your. reading or I don't know where you're going on vacation, but (laughs) yeah. Uh, well, no, it'll be a little bit of beach because that's what, um, that's what my wife and kids want to do. So it'll be, I got a religion book for you. Um, it's called God is not one, the eight rival religions that run the world by Stephen Prothero. And it's one I've been meaning to read for a while, but basically the premise is a lot of people, particularly, um, more liberally oriented people, uh, like to say that all religions are the same or different paths up the same mountain kind of thing. Like we all believe in God, blah, blah, blah. Everything's kind of the right. same. And this author's thesis is really like, no, that is fundamentally not true. Um, these different religions uh-huh. have fundamentally different concerns and goals and ways of addressing those concerns. So it's not just like, well, Jews and Christians pray in a different way, but they basically believe the same thing. Um, right. I agree with that interpretation that they're fundamentally like very different. And 
I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a source of, I mean, to me, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. uh, That's like a fascinating book. I would love that. Yeah. It also serves as kind of a primer in some of the world's biggest religions. Each chapter is like a different, a different religion, including some that you wouldn't think of like Confucianism and Taoism. Yeah. So yeah, I'm halfway through it. I'm liking it. I just realize more and more each day how, absolutely ignorant I am on anything truly Eastern. Yeah. I was at, you know, I, I stayed at Jim Hodap's place uh, when I went and spoke in Indianapolis. And part of what we did when we stayed up till four in the morning, which I I try not to do when I travel, but this was kind of a special case. Um, We looked at some of his photos from when he was in, uh, in Taiwan, I think. Oh, did he, he used to live there? Uh, Yeah. I think he was there for, um, I don't know if he lived there for a while or, or just was like working there for a while. The, the business that he works for has offices all over the oh, world. Okay. So he was there for work. Every time I talked to someone, Ian, this last weekend, Ian Rasmussen on our board, um, who went to Shanghai last year, uh, you know, someone who like lives in New York City. And his comment to me was, I understood what you felt like coming to New York City when I landed in Shanghai. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like city on a whole nother scale. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I just, it, every day that goes on, I feel more and more ignorant about the world, you know, just th- this kind of, uh, th- th- just looking at the pictures that Jim had, it's mind blowing, mind blowing all the different things. And I mean, he's kind of an urbanist too. So he was taking it in this scale that I would take him. Yeah. You know? Uh, like, you know, you go through, when you go through an urbanist photo album, there'll be like one photo with a person in it for every like 50 photos of buildings and streets and (laughs) sidewalks and all that. So we got a lot of that and it was, it was just, it was, it was mind blowing. And I realized, oh gosh, I've got to, at some point in my life, I have to experience this in a more personal way. Yeah. Somebody needs to host a strong towns event in Sri Lanka or Japan or something like Let's make it happen, guys. <laughs> I probably get five invitations a year to come to China. Hmm. Do um, they come with money? No, none of them do. And I'll say this again, probably my own ignorance. It's hard to tell if they're spam or if they're real, you yeah. know, sometimes. Because like the language, yeah, English is not their native language and, and it's kind of hard to like read through the stuff. But they're always, you know, we would like you to come and speak at our conference and then when you follow up, it's like, yeah, that was kind of a form that we sent to like a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, so we, we, you know, we're not really asking you, we are asking you, but we're not really asking you. So I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I we have, we have members in, uh, we have a member in Taiwan. Um, pretty sure we have somebody in Japan. I don't know who. I think I was just going to say, I think we have a member in Japan. Mm-hmm. I know we have lots of readers in, uh, in, in yeah. Asia. Uh, in Eastern Asia, and which just fascinates me to no end. I mean, I'm just, I'm just blown away by that. Yeah, um, I wonder how much of I our feel like stuff really applies to them. It must, otherwise, why would I, they read it? It must to a degree, but I, yeah, I feel like you know, in an exchange of ideas, I have like one thing to offer for like a thousand things they would have to offer. Yeah. So, I don't know Someday. if you if you're. If you're listening to this and you're in an Asian country and you think that like one thing I have to offer for a thousand things you have to offer is like a fair exchange. For a plane get a hold of me. Yeah. Get a hold of me and let's figure this out because I would, uh, I'd love to do it. 
Great. Well, uh, let's wrap it up. But remember to vote in the Strongest Town contest. All week we'll be publishing related stuff. So keep an eye out for that. And thanks, Chuck, for taking time in your super busy week, month, year. Oh, thank you. To be on the podcast again. It's a it's a chaotic time of the year, but uh, that's a good sign too, right? Yeah, true. I mean, I, I I shared Strongtown's message last month with something like fifteen hundred different people. That's awesome. Um, that's pretty astounding. Yeah, like in person, you know. Besides the, you know, six figure number that I was reading the website. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're making progress, Rachel. Heck yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening and have a great week. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org.